And there's Craig. Our favorite uh, guest on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> My favorite robot. <laughs> there we go. That's all I need. I can do the rest in post. Yay, post. Welcome back to another episode of Scouting Stuff You Should Know. You've got uh, two of us this evening, Scouter Ken at this end of the internet, and over there is Scouter Colin. Hello. So how you been? Uh, you know, it's been... Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. It's, it's, a, it's, a, don't. it's kind of a loaded question, I know. <laughs> well, just, you know, it's been like... Mm, Right now, especially. Like, I mean, just today has been an emotional roller coaster. Oh. Work's, yeah, work's been fine. You know, wrapping up projects, doing the education thing, training and bits and pieces of that. Um, started, started in solidly on the digital forensics coursework that I'm trying to wrap up in the next month or so here. Uh, hopefully to pursue a certification in that field by the end of the year. We'll see. But, uh, so like on that side, it's been great. But um, today in particular was just like the, uh, and I got to be careful how I phrase this because honestly, this is one of the ideas that's been stewing around in my head as a topic, but it's kind of more of a soapboxy ranty thing. But ah. so for the last Several years, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about her on the podcast before, but for the last several years, my daughter, Ella, has had uh, a really, really, really good friend in Scouts. Mm, yes. Who has decided not to come back. That's unfortunate. Yes. And um, there's various reasons, mm. uh, a lot of which has to do with, you know, who she is, like who she is mm -hmm. at personality-wise. Um, and then just also like just the admixture of personalities in the scout troop and, uh, you know, just the, the, the energy and intensity and the competitiveness of, uh, some of the other members of the troop, especially the boys, which she's not as comfortable with, you know, versus mm -hmm. like Ella can kind of roll with it. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and, and some other issues too. And like I say, I don't know if I want to dive into it too, too deeply because it will become a soapbox thing for sure. But mm -hmm. yeah, we broke the news to Ella today and mm -hmm. she's like, we found out about it. Me and my wife found out about it, uh, Friday, mm -hmm. I think. Um, but the girls were actually out of town. They were doing sort of one last visit with, uh, Grace's grand, uh, Grace's parents mm -hmm. before, um, we kind of scale back the amount of contact we have with them. Because, of course, kids are going back to school. Right. You're doing your due diligence in that regard as well. And yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that was the other side of today, too, is that, you know, Ella had her um, orientation, her, um, uh, yeah, her, her sort of orientation. And she like, so she met her homeroom and she got her class schedule for the first semester at the junior high school she's going to. Because mm -hmm. my daughter's in junior high now. Mm. Because I needed to sleep less at night, apparently. <laughs> you needed to be reminded of how old you're getting. 
Well, that I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> my hair does that every day. Have you seen yeah, my hair? My hair does that every day. But no, it, it's to remind me of how old I'm getting. Thank you. <laughs> well, that too. But yeah, no, I needed to sleep less apparently. Uh-huh. So yeah. there's that. Mm-hmm. But and I mean, in some ways, that was good. Uh, we did have to kind of reach out to make sure of a couple of things with the the staff at the school afterwards. Um, cause there's a whole story as to why Ella chose to go to this school when we had actually had her registered at a different junior high, uh, but not material to the podcast, but anyways, so they'd been out of town. We found out like, and literally, you know, I found out about this kid wanting to leave scouts maybe an hour after Grace had left to take the girls to meet her parents in Vegreville. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and then Grace got back a couple hours later, obviously dropped them off, came back. Um, and you know, then this kid had actually sent Ella a message on Google, uh, Google Hangouts, just mm-hmm. basically laying everything out, what her reasoning was. And, you know, my wife and I are just like, well, we got to tell her, but we definitely are not telling her this weekend because it will ruin her entire weekend. And we just want her to have a good time at Nana and Grandpa's. Mm-hmm. And we probably shouldn't tell her before orientation. Mm-hmm. So we did that. And, but yeah, she's just kind of been beside herself all day. Cause this was like her best friend in the world. And scouts yeah. was their main thing. And it's yeah. just like, it's, and especially for her, because she has such a hard time making and keeping friends through school. Um, it was kind of my story really. So just, yeah, kind of a sucky day. Just today in particular mm-hmm. was rather sucky. It's been a couple busy weeks and that's fine. The deck is almost completed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all of that stuff is fine, but just today sucked. Yeah, no, that that, uh, that is most definitely a rough day. So hopefully you had a better day. Yeah, it was kind of middle of the road. Uh, you know, I, I, I would say better in comparison, yes, but... Uh, <laughs> I suppose it, it all depends on what side of the, uh, like comedy, it depends on what side of the banana peel you're on. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, today was just a, a, a regular work day for me. So mm. I was in the office for a little bit and, uh, kind of overseeing the launch of a project or like the, the launch of a, uh, a new feature in our, in our product line. So. You'd alluded to that last time we spoke, I think. Yeah, so it's a, it's wrapping up because it's getting closer to to go time. So I'm just ah, you know, the anxiety that goes along with with uh, a launch. You know, you're just you want to make sure all your eyes are dotted and t's are crossed so that you know everything goes as smoothly as possible. But for sure, uh, it's it's not it's not the first time I've been. Uh, I, I will say it's the first time that I've been responsible for things like this. Uh, it's not the first launch I've seen through this company. And I know there's always the thing that doesn't go right or whatever, but this is a, this is a pretty big, this is a pretty big release. So uh, I hope, you know, I just hope that uh, all of the due diligence I'm doing now pays off when, when we go live with it. So for sure. Well, and hopefully yeah. it goes well. Product launches are, <laughs> it's always a bit nerve wracking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a different kind of stress 
um but uh yeah no i'm hoping that uh i'm hoping it goes well and uh i mean things are gonna start coming together here i have a meeting with uh with our general manager uh tomorrow about the project and then once he's given me like some final details on things then it's straight on till morning kind of thing um because I, I suspect I'll have all the information, all of the the pertinent information I need to to essentially take this to release. So we'll see how it goes. For sure. Uh, so on the one hand, I don't want to keep punting the youth safety issue, but on the other hand, I don't know if I'm in a frame of mind for it. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Um, not not necessarily a, a, like a. a you, you you do have to be in the right frame of mind to discuss it. So. Indeed. And I thought, too, that uh, it might be a little more topical to talk a bit about fundraising. Oh. Because uh, Scouts Canada has made a few changes to how they're doing fundraising. Oh, they have, have they? Yes. So, and I don't know if you've been privy to any of the emails. But, uh, so I'll start no, with my I'm, one. Oh, I was going to say no, but I'm sure I have an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's one thing. Um, I mean, our big fundraisers, of course, still scout popcorn. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, like, I mean, the popcorn program there, if you put enough scouters in a room, they'll all happily talk your ear off about plenty of issues that they have with the program, not the least of which is the price of the individual products. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, to be fair, Scouts Canada has revised their messaging over the years uh, to, you know, sort of frame it more as, well, you're not buying ridiculously expensive popcorn. You're making a donation to scouting and receiving a gift of popcorn. I mean, it's it's an interesting reframing. I don't know if it's necessarily the most compelling argument for everybody who hears it. But it's not really, it's not really an inaccurate summation, I suppose, of what's happening. Um, especially because you know one of the options with the popcorn is the the military thing, right? So scouts gets some of the money, and then the rest goes to send popcorn to Canadian forces wherever they may be stationed in the world. But one thing that has always just really, really annoyed me about. <laughs> the Scout Popcorn program in Canada is the fact that like we do, we're partnered with Trails End, the same company that handles popcorn in the U.S. Because Scouts and Cubs in the U.S. also sell popcorn. Right. Okay. Um, And actually, I guess there's two things. One, it's happened more than a few times where, and I think, I mean, I think too, like this is kind of at a group, this is sort of done at a group level decision. So it's not that we couldn't do this as a group, but I've seen it much more in the U.S., um, where scout groups will be parked outside, say, a Walmart with a table set up and you can buy popcorn from them. The same way like the Girl Guides do it with the cookies here, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, like, so one part of the scout popcorn program that I've always had a bit of trouble with is that I don't have the product there in hand when I'm going to the door. Yeah. It's a it's a tougher sell when you're, when you're just showing up with an order form and a product sheet. Yeah. So, and fine, whatever. But related to that in a way, is my larger problem with all of this, which is that in the U.S., Trails End 
gives scout troops the ability to sell product online. But no such capability exists for the Canadian side. Hmm. And I don't know if that's Scouts Canada dragging their heels. I don't know if that's an issue at Trails End's side. I'm not really sure where the where things fall apart and where the block is there. But regardless of where it is, it's something that I've noticed. Um, scouts in the U.S., they can sign up and, and I actually, I logged into the, like I log, I have an account at Trails End and I like did the whole thing where I like set myself up as a seller and got my whole profile created, but then it, I needed a U.S. address. You know, there was no option, uh, for me with a Canadian address to do anything, mm-hmm. uh, which like that, that's yeah. off, you know, that kind of sucked because I mean, like, and where? I know that in, I know in person is more important Right? Like, I know we want to have our youth getting out there into their communities or however we go about it. And, you know, like, we want to put people in front of people. But I like that. I always like that that option has existed for the US side. And I really have always wished we had it here. Well, it also helps for like relatives that want to, yeah, uh, you know, donate to your scout group specifically and, and to your seller by buying product from you instead of you having to put the money up front and then do an elaborate or like, you know, transfer money or get a, you know, yeah. Well that too, whatever. Right. It's just, yeah, no, it'd be nice to have that, that capability for sure. Yeah. And so fine. Like we can't do that with the popcorn, but, um, although who knows this year, like, one thing that has changed with fundraising this year, as Scouts Canada is doing it, is that popcorn has been punted. Not permanently, oh, uh, but we're not going to deal with it until probably eh, springtime. It's been suspended for a little bit. It's been moved down the road. There, yeah. I mean, yeah, not, for one. suspended, but yeah. rescheduled, right? It has okay. been rescheduled. And I mean, it that does partly make sense because technically the scouting season, the 2019-2020 scouting season, mm-hmm. well, that is still this, like, technically we're you know the the popcorn sales we did are like back in october are Mm -hmm. this season's popcorn sales right 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 because they extended to the end of 2020 yeah they're not starting a new scouting year until january the new calendar year that's right. right so in that way it does make sense to have okay we've already done one popcorn sale for this season so the next one should be next year and mm-hmm. that's now what it will be. It'll be in spring. But in the meantime, what they've also done is they've introduced a couple of new... Well, I don't know how... Okay, I mm, one of these is not entirely new, I don't think. But the other one is. All right. Okay. So they've introduced uh, two new, uh, two new fundraising efforts. Okay. And uh, one of these is called Scout Seeds. And like I say, um, Scout Seeds... Now, so Scout Seeds was actually piloted in March and April of this year. Okay. And basically, it's kind of in line with like, you know, the uh, the UN Sustainable Development Goals, right? Scouts Canada has sort of been... Um, 
increasing or trying to increase, you know, the the visibility, the association of the scouting movement, uh, trying yeah. to, you know, sort of illustrate ways that the scouting movement is aligned with the sustainable development goals that the UN published, I can't remember how many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so the Scout Seeds program is... Um, Initially, it was actually so the the pilot went a little bit awry because, of course, uh, the pandemic locked everything down. The initial idea behind the Scout Seeds fundraiser was that there were supposed to be scouts going door to door selling seed packets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not quite sure what kind of seeds they were supposed to be selling exactly. Um, Hopefully, it's not like the the Cheerios. Uh, uh, no, it's not Ukrainian donut seeds. Where where it's just like here's some here's some flowers from all over and and we don't know what they are and good luck when you plant them and they might turn into a noxious weed and like, Yeah. No, or I an think I think weed and choke yeah. everything out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that's the thing. Like I'm not entirely sure. I think it may have been um I think it may have been like, you know, garden plants and things like that. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so it was like five. Okay. Yeah. Right. Found it here just now. So it was like, yeah, five different seed kits and then also a greenhouse kit. Oh, okay. Uh, kind of like a herb, herb garden type thing. Yeah. And like, I think, I think the, the family next door, their daughter did something like this with her school one year as well. Um, Hmm. so we bought like a bunch of, but she was selling actual, like, Hers was kind of a hybrid of it because she wasn't showing up with seed packets in hand. She was actually showing up with an order form, but then what we got was actually like live plants. So that was kind some of cool. Seed, some seedlings already moving. Yeah, yeah, moving exactly. Germinated. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, anyways, the program was piloted this year. Evidently, despite the move to, uh, uh, Despite the fact that we couldn't go door to door, it was done. There was also an online component to the campaign, so it became an online only campaign. Um, about ninety groups across the country participated and generated about fifty thousand in revenue. Oh, that's not bad. Yes, but about seven. The number of groups that participated. Yeah, that's, that was very good. Yeah, uh, now- seven thousand of that went to uh, no one left behind. And then, you know, so the participating groups, I guess, between them split about 18K. Yeah, it's not bad. And then also, um, there was a bunch of trees that were planted as part of the campaign as well. So I guess they're partnered with a company called Make It So. uh, That's S-O-W. Okay. And it's a shame they Ah. don't have Captain Picard anywhere in their logo, but there it is. Oh, troll. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) They they build themselves as the Great Green Fundraising Program. So the idea, okay. um, and so they offer all kinds of different seed kits, like there's peppers and cut flowers and perennials and uh, sort of like a kid's garden plot with like carrots and peas and stuff like that. And anyways, um, so, but yeah, basically, so they have, they they are like all about the seed kit fundraising programs, but then what they have is they also have sort of like a modifier on top of that. Uh, uh, which is their plant a tree bonus. So basically, you know, the sales from this pilot fundraiser with Scouts Canada, um, they would plant one tree for every 10 seed packets that were sold or something like that. Well, so evidently after this initial 
uh, success under somewhat unpredictable conditions, Scout Seeds is going to be making a return at some point during the year as well. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. They, they haven't quite told us when yet, but it is evidently going to be making a return. There will also be a fall fundraiser. And honestly, I don't know why nobody thought of this sooner. Because it's coffee. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess... Yeah. To, yeah you know. good, good choice. I, yeah. I, I, I would say most scouters run on coffee. And little else sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I always seem to lose weight at scout camps. But... Uh, and pick up a case of the jitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, now again and again, this is, it's a little bit premature to be talking about this because, um, the program hasn't been launched quite yet. Uh, so again, we're sort of waiting on more details. Um, but they know they want to do it. They just don't know how it's going to get implemented. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? No, 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 no. We're just waiting on sort of like the final details because Ah. they, uh, They are partnering with, who are they partnering with? Um, Actually, okay. So they're partnering with Equator Coffee Roasters. Um, So, you know, like a boutique coffee roaster. I believe they're Canadian based. Um, And, but the thing is, this will be a completely contactless online fundraiser. Oh. Okay. And actually, I just found the last email I had about this so I can add a little bit more. Um, so I guess the fundraiser will start about mid-October, Monday, October 12th, and it'll run until November 15th. And um, about 5% of all sales will go to No One Left Behind, and groups can expect to see about 35% of the orders that go in on their behalf. So, and I don't think, like, I don't think on the Equator, I was just looking at the Equator site the other day, right? So, I mean, like, they're, you know... Like I say, there's sort of a boutique coffee roaster, fair trade, organic, all of that stuff. Um, if I look on their website right now, you know, they have like a, uh, right now, what do they have? They have like their summer seasonal blend at $17 a pound or their freaking mm-hmm. good coffee at $15 a pound. So, I mean, again, like you're, it's a premium price for sure. You're, you're donating to scouting and getting some coffee. <laughs> yes, but it's, you know. Apparently it's all roasted in Canada and they'll ship it straight to you. And I imagine the turnaround time might be a little bit better than with popcorn. So that should be good. Yeah. I'm just reading on the Scouts Canada website here that uh, it's 35% of the the, the sale goes to uh, the group. Yeah. So that's not, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. And uh, and then again, a little bit kicks over to the No One Left Behind fun as well, yeah, which the, is awesome. Five percent, yeah, five percent of the sale. Yep. When you so, think about where where the money goes, that's not that's not so bad. Exactly. So that will be kicking off this fall, and uh, <laughs> man, and I I mean I'm honestly looking forward to trying some of this stuff out, and I think just you know like it's, but the part that I like is that you know they are going to give it that online component because like oh my gosh um well yeah especially in this day and age right like it's you do still want boots on the ground you do still want to make sure that you know the scouts are visible in their community and that the community has a chance to actually see them and contribute to them through that encounter but i mean at this you know 
obviously we still have the whole pandemic thing going on, even if we are returning to in-person scouting. So it's nice to have contactless measures, right, for, you know, offering these sort of fundraiser products to, uh, to people. But then just also, you know, like you were saying, right, like this gives kids the opportunity to, you know, like, I mean... <laughs> My grandparents on the uh, on Vancouver Island. I mean, I haven't seen them in a couple of years now, right? Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. we didn't go last summer, and we would have maybe gone this summer, but no. Um, but this is an option, you know, if they did want to in any way contribute to the girls' continued involvement in scouting. Like, I could just shoot them a link and say, "Hey, you! I know you drink coffee. You drink lots of coffee. Here, <laughs> maybe maybe try yeah. some of this coffee." Yeah, no, like uh, I, I think the online component of it is great, and I am. I'm just perusing the Trails End website in, uh, and uh, yeah, and I mean, it's pr- it's a pretty slick site in the sense that they've got a bunch of other features that go along with it, like they've got the Trails End app and that kind of stuff. But none of that is available for, uh, like, in the. Uh, on the Canadian side, which, you know, which kind of sucks that way. Yeah. So there's all, there's all that technology that should just be a, a direct trade over and like the infrastructure is there. So why is it not being utilized? Yeah. That, yeah. that, that can be frustrating. It can be right. Um, just because, I mean, yeah, like it's just. So I wonder if like, well, I mean, I think the logistics of it is is probably part of the trails and um, trails and delivery. Like if it if it comes out of the states and has to cross the border, and then there's all the paperwork that goes along with that. Yeah, maybe I don't maybe know. There's maybe more headache involved in that than I'm sure there is. I, I'm convinced that there is. Um, yeah. It's just you know, it's unfortunate that you know. That is not, at least currently, not an option available to our youth. Now, maybe the current circumstances will force the issue a little bit. And maybe by the time spring rolls around, who knows? I'll be able to say, hey, uh, you know, if you want to buy it in person, like I'll send a beaver to your house. If you want to buy it online, um, here's the link. Have fun. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, and maybe, you know, somebody in the scouting scouts canada organization is listening to this podcast and hopefully it's like hey i never realized that and you know we'll start asking some questions and you know (laughs) applying leverage to to get something (laughs) to to get something moving (laughs) there are there are worse outcomes for sure um so i mean but like equally Okay, so now we have Scout Coffee, Scout Seeds is coming back. This is for, you know, and of course, Scout Popcorn. Now, and of course, Scouts BSA has Scout Popcorn. Now, this is great for us Mm -hmm. here in Canada and, you know, our friends down in the U.S. But equally, um, obviously, that's not how every group around the world is going to be able to fundraise. And I mean, like, I don't think that I can, you know, I, I, I was just doing a little bit of research uh, into like, you know, some of the fundraising advice given out by like the UK Scout Association. And they have some interesting stuff that happens there too, right? Like they, um, they put a lot of focus on something called gift aid, which Mm -hmm. is apparently a UK government initiative. Uh, so, you know, you apply for gift aid, you register for gift aid, 
and um, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs will basically, for every pound that you raise, they'll throw in 25 pence. Hmm. So, you know, it's not like a one-to-one matching, but that's, you know, if you're, if you are able to amass a significant number of donations, then, you know, like that's a fair, decent extra chunk of change that you're going to be getting. Um, Beyond that, you know, just perusing their FAQ documents about fundraising, they talk about like running um, raffles or race nights or... Mm or uh, doing the Christmas post service um, or, you know, like finding, um, finding sponsors or donors within the community. <laughs> so, which is cool. And like, I know in scouting five, I've covered a few instances of scout groups who've benefited greatly by applying to this or that community fund in the UK, um, which is awesome. Now we don't have quite the same options for, that kind of stuff here. At least I'm not aware of any initiative by the Canadian government, for example, that offers any kind of partial donation matching for nonprofit organizations. Yeah. As awesome as that would be. I haven't. I that's yeah. The closest we get to something like that is like where you have to literally apply for the the funding. It's not like a dollar for dollar or a partial dollar matching thing. It's You have to apply, get approval, and then you're allotted a specific amount. And yeah, like the- there are grants that can yeah. be applied for, uh, yeah. and those are at the both federal and provincial level. But uh, yeah, getting those is tricky. Like I think we applied for one within the group. I think related to our attempts to go to the jamboree, uh, which mm-hmm. should have been this summer, um, we were de- we were declined. Um, oh, yes. So the bar is pretty high for getting those grants. Um, and I mean, like like I. S- not that it matters, uh, no. um, but I was just going to ask if it was a provincial or federal grant. I'm just I think curious. it was a provincial, I think. Uh, okay. okay. Um, but I'd have to actually dive into my email archives to remember. Um, no, for sure. But, and like I say, I mean, you know, to do an exhaustive list of all the different ways groups around the world could fundraise, that would be mm-hmm. beyond any scope that I could hope for with this podcast. And also this episode would be hours long. Um But I mean, obviously, you know, we've had in previous years, you know, we've heard from some groups who struggle to fundraise via popcorn, right? Especially in areas that are, um, you know, like on average lower income, right? Mm -hmm. Where spending 25 bucks on a single bag of popcorn does not make any sense at all, right? That's right. And so um, I did want to sort of touch on some of the other fundraising because you know what? As we return to in-person scouting in Canada, um, groups are going to have to look at fundraising options. And like I know for our group, we've traditionally had a casino every couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had to, you know, we supply so many volunteers to run, uh, you know, to be chip runners and counters and whatever else at whatever casino. The government recently changed the casino program. So whereas before we were kind of always going back to the same place, now we could potentially be sent to any casino within a particular radius, right? Um, So it's like, and it could be like even like an hour's drive away, which is a little bit trickier. It also makes it a little bit more difficult to predict exactly how much funding we would receive from the casino fund, because of course that's 
kind of indexed to the activity at the casino on the night that we're there. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. So if we're sent further away to a smaller venue in a less heavily trafficked area, um, we might not come away with as much as we would as if we got, you know, one of the ones downtown here in Edmonton. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like they've added, uh, the Alberta government has made it a little less easy to predict, exa- you know, to, to, to reliably budget around what you're going to get from a casino. There, there's more uncertainty there. But still, like, I mean, the way casino funds work, like it's a fairly big injection of money into a group every couple of years for those of us that have access to it. Yes. Um, and I mean, yes, there's stipulations on what it can and can't be spent on. Um, and there's a lot of additional accounting overhead because of course they want to make sure that you are spending the funding in ways that are permitted, but you know, like it, it's still, it's a big shot in the arm, definitely, uh, for groups that have it. Um, but right now that's been suspended as well. Uh, we're not quite sure when that is going to resume. The thought is that it will probably resume sometime next year, but we're not entirely sure yet. So... For those groups that were previously dependent on casino funds, eh, there's going to be a bit of a waiting period. So some other fundraising schemes. And what, I mean, right now, um, and and here's where I risk getting, hopefully just myself, into a little bit of trouble because there's been different advice on this, okay? okay? And that is the issue of bottle drives, which as you and I well know, are sort of a fundraising mainstay of many a, many a scout group. Well, and, I, I, lots of groups use and bottle yes, drives. Lots of groups, many a group in the area yeah. and across the country, for sure. Um, sports teams, scout groups, guy, the, the whole works, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, even schools. And obviously, especially in this uh, pandemic reality that we find ourselves living in, um, some aspects of bottle drives have had to change. So one thing that I have seen done in a few places and even in the context, and and this is where like the, the hand slapping part may come in because I did relay a story previously in scouting five and I don't, I'm going to discuss it again here just briefly. There was a fundraiser held for, I believe camp Gardner Mm -hmm. out in British Columbia, which was a bottle drive. Okay. Um, In theory, Members of scouting should not have taken part in that bottle drive in their capacity as members of scouting, right? And maybe they didn't, but that's certainly like what the news story portrayed it as. Oh, okay. Right? But technically, scouts aren't supposed to be doing in-person activities in Canada yet. It's not September yet. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So I don't say this by way of endorsement, or I don't say this with the intent of offering an endorsement, but a bottle drive was done. And it was a no contact bottle drive. So basically the scouts, as I understand it, were set up in a particular spot and people who wanted to donate, and I assume they must've like canvassed their neighborhoods, but people Mm -hmm. who wanted to donate could do so by just driving up and nobody had to get out of their car. They just had to throw their bottles in the back of their vehicle, pop the trunk or back hatch Mm -hmm. or whatever it was. And a volunteer would race up unload the bottles from the vehicle. And then the person could just drive off and go about their, their day. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Right. Uh, and I mean, I've seen similar done here. The the One of the high schools here was doing a similar fundraiser um, before the summer. Yep. Yeah. So, 
you know, like, and, and that certainly seems to have kind of become the mode of doing bottle drives in the current circumstances, which, I mean, all right, that does seem to work. The problem is, as near as I understand it, and hopefully I don't have to correct myself, but I may, um, but as far as I understand it, at least here, Northern Lights Council doesn't want us even doing that. The only thing, the last communication I had from the group committee was that the only acceptable means of doing a bottle drive was using Skip the Depot. And if you've not heard of Skip the Depot, yes, it is the Skip the Dishes of bottle drives. <laughs> I was just about to say, I have not. So I'm assuming that there is some sort of uh, commonality there, but uh, maybe you could fill me in. Uh, basically, it is. So basically what it is, is you sign up with Skip the Depot and they have apps. Okay. Um, so you sign up and you schedule a pickup. Okay. And basically, like you would still have to canvas a neighborhood, but like you can canvas a neighborhood in a no, in a in a way that doesn't involve being in contact with other people, right? Like there's flyers right. in the mailbox; yeah. it's not a big deal. Yeah. Okay. So you still have to somehow advertise that a bottle drive is happening, and this next part should be familiar because we've been doing this for years, anyways, right? Because what have our bottle drive flyers said since forever? Yeah. If leave you, your, yeah. yeah, if you don't want to be disturbed, leave your your bottles on the doorstep and we'll grab them like with the flyer on them. Exactly. Put your bottles on the doorstep, put the flyer on the bag. We will take them and we will not ring your doorbell. Yeah. We also give people the option of just putting the flyer on their door, right? Yeah. If they don't want to be disturbed at all and they have no bottles to offer. Um, and we try and honor that as well, right? But yeah, we've been doing that whole thing. We're just put your bottles out in a bag, put our flyer on, on the bottles and yeah. uh, we will come and pick them up. Yeah. And people and do will... that. They've been doing that for us for years. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, some people, you know, still, they don't put the bags out. They don't put the flyer up. So then we knock on the door. Obviously, we're not going to be doing that anytime soon. But um, basically, Skip the Depot works on a very similar principle. So we would canvas the area. People who want to donate, put their bottles out. Um, you can, uh, you know, then so on the morning of your pickup day, uh, the bags go outside you can use the app to give Skip the Depot's driver you know, like directions on, on where to find them, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, they go out, they pick everything up, they take it back to wherever. The, deep, the, the whatever depot. depot. Yep. They count it out and they send you a deposit uh, within about 48 hours and then you can cash that out or donate or whatever. Okay. Huh. Yeah. And I think, I think actually, so like, I think groups can work through Skip the Depot, but also like individuals can use Skip the Depot, right? So the other thing that we could do is basically canvas the area and say, hey, if you would like to donate your bottles to the Scouts, um, sign up with Skip the Depot, schedule a pickup, and then specify that you would like to donate to us, right? Mm, yes. So it could be done by individuals. The... It's not a bad system. It really isn't a bad system. Um, and, you know, like just looking at their website, like the Alberta Animal Rescue Crew Society uses it. The Mustard Seed uses it. Um, Cystic Fibrosis Canada uses it. Calgary Counseling Center. More people use it. It's, uh, see if anywhere around here uses it. I'm not sure. Kids with Cancer Society. Dynamics Gymnastics Club. My kids have been part of that previously. 
So on the one hand, it's really, really great. On the other hand, like I think whereas our Bottle Depot, because like now we have an arrangement with our Bottle Depot um, and we really like them, uh, where they like we don't even have to sort the bottles anymore. They just come pick everything up. They do the sorting and they keep a small cut. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's more than 10%. Huh. And I think it's less than that. Now, granted, it takes them a little while to actually get us the money because basically what they do is they just take in this huge pile of bottles, they put it aside, and then whenever they have a moment, they go and sort as much as they can, and then they go deal with other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, fine, is whatever. Sa- is it the same bottle drive we've always been using, or have you guys changed? Pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure it's the same crew. Right? Oh, wow. So, on the one hand, we don't want to, you know, burn our bridges with them because they've been no. awesome to us. Yeah. And on the other hand, you know, they handle the sorting. We handle the, you know, we collect the bottles, but they handle all the sorting and they keep a small cut for themselves and for their time. But we get mm-hmm. most of the money back. Um, I think Skip the Depot keeps like 30%. Yeah. So a, I would imagine that's a little more. Yeah. Bigger cut. Mm-hmm. Still, as an option, it, uh, apparently it's the only one right now that at least uh, Northern Lights Council is uh, permitting groups to consider. So who knows? Maybe we will have to get on board with that. Something to consider for sure. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, I know we're not, uh, bottle drives are going to be an interesting thing. But anyways, so the format that I, like I say, the format that I've seen in the community is basically people, the community is canvassed and then people are able to bring their bottles to a central location. But evidently, and I don't know if this is true of all scouting councils, but it seems to be the case here in Northern Lights Council that we're not allowed to do even that. And so Skip the Depot remains the only option. Now, to be fair, Skip the Depot is uh, a particularly Albertan initiative. So mm-hmm. like I say, I don't know what would fly in other councils, but mm-hmm. I think for at least Northern Lights and I assume Chinook, this may be the way to go forward if you want to keep doing bottle drives for your group. Well, and... They're they're coming back around with that in person scouting. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think the contact bottle contact list, sorry, bottle drive would be. Uh, I mean, hopefully, it would it would make sense for that that particular thing to be reevaluated and uh, seen as a good option for for scout groups because I mean, it's nothing for people to pull up to a. In, into a parking lot and have a volunteer run out and empty their car for them. So, yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, <laughs> it is going to be though, I think uh, a bit of a challenge for groups to fundraise going forward. So, you know, important I, to. Yeah. I'd be interested it, in hearing if, uh, if there are groups like what other groups are doing. Mm-hmm. in regard to this topic right like if it's yeah. if it's uh and i mean like know. i know some groups do other things so like there are and and these are things that i know are kind of up in the air right because mm-hmm. once we you know some of this stuff is kind of going to be more like one thing that i have liked seeing for example is you know not that i buy girl guide cookies very often but mm-hmm. you go to just about any store right now and you can buy girl guide cookies there's boxes of them just all Mm -hmm. over the shelves, right? Or Mm -hmm. like even, you know, I had to buy a new Chromebook for my eldest. And uh, so I bought one through London Drugs. 
And like right there on the web page, just like, hey, throw in a box of Girl Guide cookies for five bucks. And yeah. like on the one hand, kudos to the Girl Guides because way to get yourself yourselves and your stuff out there. Like that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, someone hustled to get yeah, that done. Someone hustled to make that happen and good on you. Like mm-hmm. that's a, mm-hmm. you, <laughs> you win whoever you are, mm-hmm. sir or madam, probably madam. Mm-hmm. Um, Scouts Canada, where are you? <laughs> and so that's one thing, right? Is like, and I mean, like granted, you know, we already talked about the fact that we don't have the popcorn in hand the same way that the girl guys have the cookies in hand. So, okay. That's, you know, maybe now with things like the scout coffee, you know, this is, we can start to forge these partnerships where retailers, at least online retailers can start offering our stuff as like a bonus, but, uh, <laughs> or as like a thing, you know, you may also be interested in, um, who knows? But there are other things that, you know, some groups do. Like I know the groups around here have traditionally sold Christmas trees. Oh, uh, yes. Right. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen because obviously that's a little bit trickier if you're trying mm-hmm. to also maintain social distancing. Um, although I'm sure with a little bit of forethought and cleverness, there could be a way devised that that could happen. Yeah. Uh, and- I know... Oh, and and I was just going to say, and by selling Christmas trees, is that like they place an order ahead of time and the Christmas trees show up or do they, do they run a Christmas tree lot? They, they run a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, oh. uh, where do they set up? I want to say over by the staples, but, uh, yeah, no, they run a Christmas tree lot, you know, same as you'd find at like the university. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like, and I mean, like, again, yeah, that one's a little bit trickier when it comes to, you know, maintaining social distancing and whatnot, but I'm sure that there could be a way to make it happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I know some groups around the country have sold things like compost or sandbags and those partnerships are often realized, um, you know, just through, well, through local communities, right? Like, you know, just like there's a local supplier of compost or a local gravel company that's supplying the sandbags. And a lot of that retail does happen in the same way that the guides are currently doing their cookie sales, which is to say that, you know, and again, like you'd have to dig into the Scouting 5 archive to find examples of this, but there are examples in there of like, you know, um, a scout group in like somewhere in British Columbia, Kimberly, maybe selling mm-hmm. something like sandbags and like basically you could just show up at Canadian Tire and there'd be like a pallet of sandbags. And if you bought them, the proceeds would go to the scouts, right? Right, right. So like there are ways that that could be, things like that could be more easily done um, in a in a either a contactless way or by, you know, leveraging partnerships with local businesses. Um, yeah. Some other fundraisers I've seen come down the pipeline. I know some of the scouts who intend to go to the Atlantic Jamboree now next year did uh, Stanechi's fundraiser, um, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, Stanechi's, if you're not familiar with them, they are well-known in <laughs> Alberta and surrounding provinces, supplier of very delicious Ukrainian meats. Mm-hmm. And so like they, and, and there's actually a fair number of like smaller or like, you know, sort of locally famous businesses that do this, right. Where they'll offer a selection of their products for sale, um, for groups to fundraise with. There's 
three or four companies in Alberta I can think of that do like meat-based fundraisers. Again, the the neighbors, their son uh, was doing one with his high school some years back. So we bought like some hamburgers through him or whatever. Actually really tasty. And uh, so, I mean, if, if Scout Popcorn's off the table or if it's not like the huge seller for your group, uh, the Scout Seeds, I think, are a little bit cheaper. That might be something to look to when it comes around again. Um, mm-hmm. Scout Coffee may not be something to look to because the cost will probably be a little bit on the high side as well per pound. Um, but, uh, and you know, like bottle drives, they're going to be a little bit weird <laughs> probably for the foreseeable future. Um, but just looking for those other local partnerships, uh, right? Just reaching out to businesses in the area and, you know, seeing like if they do any kind of, um, smaller scale, lower key fundraisers. A lot of these are still going to fall into the general mold of the popcorn campaign, which is to say that you're not going to have the product in hand in front of the, the person when you're offering to like when you're taking their order. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know what, if they're not maybe sold on popcorn, like, you know, a lot of people in Alberta like Stanechi's sausage. So maybe just by partnering with, you know, a, if there is some local business who's sort of well-known and well-liked in the community that you can partner with that offers some sort of in-house fundraiser partnership program, that really might be something to look into and to leverage. Because, you know, half of the advertising is done for you by just using a already well-known, locally famous brand. Yeah, product. Yeah. Oh. So, I don't know. That's uh, my handful of uh, <laughs> my handful of pennies on a uh, handful of cents on um, some ways that uh, groups can kind of come yeah. back oh, into I- the fundraising game. Yeah, and like I said earlier, I'd be interested in knowing what uh, what people's thoughts are on this because it's, it's uh, yeah, it's it has the potential. I mean, you're you're more uh, more traditional ways of fundraising are getting are having to adapt, right? So yep, it it'll be interesting to see what what's out there and and what becomes available. For sure. It's about all the ideas I got for right now. So yeah. hopefully you out there listening, if you've been scratching your head, like, you know, how to resume fundraising, hopefully something in here was helpful to you. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do apologize. Like I say, like I said at the beginning of the episode, this is just, I was like all set to do a big recording tonight. And then literally it was like a miniature version of March all over again in the house. Mm-hmm. Just like everything went upside down. The bottom fell out. <sighs> you know, I have... I have never in my time as a scouter, never have I contemplated so many different things about the respective merits of programs that are mixed boys and girls and programs that are just boys or just girls. You know, never have I before weighed the pros and cons of each model so much as I have today. Mm. Yep. Well, that said, Ella does seem determined to stick it out with the scouts. And oh, I mean, good. she does have another, <laughs> it is kind of funny actually, because, um, so obviously this one girl was, uh, a good friend of hers and she will be sorely missed. And I mean, I hope that she kind of finds the guide program, not to her liking and comes back, you know, no mm-hmm. offense, no offense to the guides, but I really hope she does come back to scouting. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's another kid 
also in the scout troop. Uh, it was a boy. And we had a planning meeting for the scouters, like the, the, the scout troop scouters last night. And quite unbidden uh, by any cue in the conversation that we were having at the time, two different of the scouters uh, remarked that Ella was very, very close, or that this youth in particular seemed very, very close with Ella, uh, to the point that, you know, like, there was like Ella and then nobody in second place. Mm -hmm. And somewhat equally unbidden, uh, when my wife's parents dropped the girls off yesterday, uh, her dad, just as an aside, is just like, so this boy, (laughs) um, and it's, you know, it's kind of interesting that, you know, in the span of a few hours, we saw from both sides that, you know, this kid is obviously someone Ella talks about a fair bit. And she does, you know, we hear his name a few times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you know, I can see just looking out of my room here, I can see their Lego sets set up on the floor and they have a whole cast of characters and this whole drama that plays out with all the sets that they've built. Right. Like mm-hmm. they built a small town worth of things and there's all these different Lego characters and they live out their lives and do different things. And one of them is named after this kid. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, from the other side, you know, people who have been Ella's scouters and this kid's scouters, because my own involvement with the scout troop has kind of been sort of a support capacity, right? I show up for the camps, but I'm still so involved with the beavers and the cubs. I don't have time to give the troop, um, full meetings of my time every week. Right. Yeah. Especially not since it's on the same night as cubs. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, so yeah, to get it from both sides, like her grandparents are <laughs> remarking on the fact that she talks about this kid a fair bit. And then the, you know, his scouters are remarking on the fact that he's quite close to her. And so it's like, you know what? I mean, it sucks. It always sucks when a friend departs, but maybe she'll still be all right. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll if see. She, if if she if she feels good about staying in scouting, I think that's that's uh, that's a pretty good pretty good sign that uh, yep. you know. Um, and I mean, it's not like these uh, these two can't meet outside of the scouting capacity. Either, exactly, so, and I mean, I have some you know, ideas have, around that, which I got to pitch to uh, to her dad. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think things will work out. So I hope so. Uh, Anyways, cautiously, cautiously optimistic. <laughs> ah, there you go. There's that. Uh, yeah, it's about how that goes, isn't it? All right. Do I have anything on the shout outy side? Off the top of my head, I don't think so. Don't think I've had any recent emails. I don't recall anything coming through on the book of faces. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either, but let me just have a quick glance at the old inbox. One never really knows. Well, actually, I mean, I guess we did hear from Scouter Carl a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this would have been in mid July. Yeah. Scouter Carl from, uh, from the UK who, uh, I mean, he, he actually pops in on the discord periodically too. And just kind of mm-hmm. chats about stuff that he's been working on. Um, I guess he's kind of become the equivalent of the group commissioner for his group. And it's a fairly new, somewhat fledgling group. So he's, uh, my condolences. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) actually, I think I sent him the link to the episode about the group commissioner one. That that was, 
which I mean, that, well, that was the one that the teacher interrupted, right? Because we were at, uh, yes. Yes. yeah, yeah, he got ah. a kick out of that too. Um, but I missed this one from last time. So uh, just a little thing where he said, you know, uh, I can hope your camping trip was good. Oh, that's right. Because I'd gone up to Baptiste Lake. Um, he says, we're partway through our virtual district camp now. We had an online wide game adapted from the Harry Potter escape room that's available online. And today we're doing some expedition cooking. And then this evening, a campfire via Zoom should be interesting. Said they had about 80 people, 80-ish people the first night, including about 16 scouters. Better than he had hoped for. So Great. And that's awesome. And I mean, I guess that's, you know, man, scouting is going to look really interesting for the next little while. Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. I did. Uh, <laughs> I did. You know what I've been doing all day, actually. Uh, so Scouts Canada, of course, released a screening form. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, basically just a little questionnaire that everybody's supposed to fill out prior to uh, coming to meetings. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like your self-assessment of. Uh, exactly. It is exactly yeah. a self-assessment. How do you? How do you feel? Do yeah. you feel copying? <laughs> yeah. Have you been out of Canada? <laughs> and are you running a fever? Yeah. All of that good stuff. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, I have been building Google Forms. Mm-hmm. Because it was suggested by one of the Cub Scouters. And I agree with her entirely that this would probably be a convenient thing to be able to present to parents, right? And now that the Scout group is set up on G Suite. Yeah. Um, so we have access to the complete like Google app suite. So setting up Google Forms. And the nice thing about Google Forms is then all the answers get dumped into a spreadsheet, which, you know, then me, I can go back and review and say just like, hey, let's see how this uh, how this is looking right now, right? Like, um, oh, and actually, haha, I just looked at my uh, assessment test again and it was fine. Or, uh, it, it's working fine, but I see that I don't actually need to have a date field on my forms because it records the date of entry already. But anyways, yeah, like it's just a little Google form and yeah, it's like, are you experiencing the symptoms of COVID-19? Yes or no. Uh, have you or anyone in your household returned from travel outside of Canada within the last 14 days? Yes or no. Unshielded contact with someone who's ill with a coffin or fever. Is anyone in your house, uh, quarantining or suspected of having a case of COVID-19 things like that, right? Like so the, the, mm-hmm. the main, the main questionnaire questions and, uh, but just put it as a Google form and I've got it set up using their quiz template. So basically each question has a point score. And then when I go into drive, I can just quickly look at the results spreadsheet and like the second column is the score. So then I can be just like, okay, well, anyone who's a four out of four, I don't need to worry about it. It's the three out of fours and the two out of fours. Okay, maybe I should look at them. What's going on there? <laughs> right? So I think this will wind up being a, uh, I'm hoping this will wind up being a fairly useful tool for the group to use. And like I say, I built one for the Cubs because the suggestion came from the Cub Scouter, but I've already got new ones for scouts, uh, for the two scout troops. And I'll probably try and build for the beavers and the vents and the rovers so that like each group basically, you know, each of the different sections just has a screening form generate, you know, you can go to like Bing or Google and just generate a QR code right there uh, in the search results. Maybe go to google.com and you just type, you know, QR code generator. Um, Oh, actually weird. So 
My Google results don't show a QR code generator, but if I go to Bing and I search for a QR code generator, then I get like just a little applet right in the browser window, in the browser results. Yeah. That so I can just paste in my URL and it'll generate a uh, QR code for me. You know, I don't even have to go to a third party site. It's just built right there into Bing. Oh, wow. So anyways, um, so anyways, yeah, I can create these forms. I can create QR code and then like we can just have the QR code, right? Like that can be on scouts tracker and that can be in any correspondence we send out. Uh And uh, Uh so this is not at all fundraising related, but if you are looking to offer something to, yeah, if you know it, feel free to steal and run with the idea. If you want me to send you like a, an example of the Google form, just yeah. Um, Why reinvent the wheel if someone's uh, right? If someone's done the legwork, right? That's just it makes makes life so much easier. Exactly. So there you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, so beyond the shout out to Carl, uh, of course, a big thank you to the folks at Scouting Radio for rebroadcasting our episodes to their worldwide audience. If you're listening to us on Scouting Radio right now. Or if you would like to hear more about uh, screening assessments via Google Forms, reach out, get in touch. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scouter Ken, how does yes, one uh, how does one get a hold of us these uh, days? Well, the email still works: scoutingstuffpodcast at gmail or outlook dot com. Um, you can leave us a voice message on our website, scoutingstuffpodcast.com. Just pop out the sidebar; there'll be a link there waiting for you. Um, twitter.com slash SSYSK podcast. You can at us or send us a DM there, Facebook or Instagram.com slash scouting stuff podcast. You can send us messages through either. We are on TikTok and TikTok does have the ability to, uh, allow users to send messages to each other. So we are at SSYSK podcast on TikTok, or you can, uh, join us here on our discord server, which we are still using to record these here episodes. And hey, um, please do consider sharing, of course, our episodes with your social circles and, uh, leave us a review or if you've already left us a review encourage others to do so because then more people can find scouting stuff that they ought to know as well uh scouter ken i was just yes, gonna I- ask i was just gonna ask uh um are you and i gonna do a tiktok video where we dance <laughs> i don't know are you any good at dancing i'm terrible <laughs> yeah apparently that's all the rage right is those tiktok dances so there's a lot of that. Although lately, apparently the latest one is like everybody's supposed to be dressing up as like a Holocaust victim, which to me seems in poor taste. Yeah. Mm. But uh, then again, I don't always understand viral social media fads. Yeah. No, I'm 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 old. I mm. I'm good with the emails. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, well, and the and the Facebook. That's about as far as I go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm willing to explore the the new frontiers of of whatever, but uh, yeah, in terms of me actually getting up in front of TikTok and doing any kind of dance, no thanks. Uh, Nobody needs or wants or has to see that. I I believe the 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 response is hard no. (laughs) Yes, yes, hard hard pass. Dislike, dislike. Many many thumbs down. (laughs) However you indicate it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, well. I think that's all I got for tonight. So uh, thank you, Scott Colin, for making the time. Thank you. Thank you out there for listening. And until next time, be prepared. Be prepared.